This is Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast, episode 37. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and today's guest is Sherry Harmel. Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. Each week, join Cindy McMillan as she interviews coaches, spiritual explorers, and celebrants from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. I am delighted to introduce my guest today. After several different career pivots, from stockbroker to executive coach to college career coach, Sherry Harmel is now devoted to helping women step into their real selves identify what they really want so they can create their own life reimagined. Sherry has a weekly podcast currently titled Life Reimagined, soon to be rebranded The Real You, as well as a new course coming out early 2021 titled Mindset. And Sherry, you may help have to help me say that. <laughs> Certainly. Joie de vie. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Certainly. She still coaches a few women individually and also has a Facebook group titled Life Reimagined with an exciting new project starting the end of March. Sherry currently splits her time between the USA and the seventh arrondissement in Paris, where she created her very own Life Reimagined. Hello, Sherry, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Cindy. It's great to be here. So just let's go back to is it arrondissement? Seventh uh, arrondissement. Arrondissement. They're just little districts. They're within Paris. If you look at a map of Paris, you will see them. It's it's described as a snail. First, second, third, fourth, all the way through. And then as the snail, as you move outward, the arrondissements get to be larger numbers. So anyways... Well, see, I'm, I'm getting my language lesson today as well. <laughs> I'd like to start off the podcast with the question, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? That's such an interesting question. And I actually love the name of your podcast because I think, you know, at different, different seasons of our life or different stages of our life, different aspects of ourselves kind of show up and uh, you know our certain certain needs become more dominant at different stages of our lives you know when I was raising children managing a family you know my purpose was very very clear once I had an empty nest and uh, I had a marriage that ended after 23 years suddenly I had to find my purpose because I believe purpose is so so important so exploring the season, some of the questions don't change. What's my purpose? Who am I? And what roles am I playing, so to speak, in, in that particular season? The questions don't change. It's just, I think, to some extent, the answers some, often change. That's yeah. interesting, Sherry. Yeah, you're right. The questions may not change what's going on in a particular season, Mm-hmm. But each season's going to have new answers. Mm-hmm. To some extent, it feels like that. Now, you might you might say, "What's my purpose?" It's really to help other people, and that was also your purpose. You know, say as a mother, in my case, 
and but yet it was directed very differently. It was directed towards my family and, and specifically towards my children, where today my children are grown, I have grandchildren. And so it, my purpose of helping other people actually has to take a, a go, go a different path, manifest in a different way. Can, and can we talk about that right now? Your journey from um, stockbroker to mm. wife and mother to now to entrepreneur, what was your mindset and how did that change over time? Well, let me go back and just say that first, Cindy, that I think mindset is key, absolutely key to every stage of life, uh, whether you know, you're 16 years old or you're 60 years old. I think mindset is super important. It's something that we always have to work on, no matter, it, it sounds crazy. You and I did Debbie Ford's training years ago. So we've done work and yet we still have to work on mindset. I don't know about you, but I have to work at it all the time. And so, it, yeah, and at different stages, I think the common denominator is you or me in my case, whether I was a stockbroker, I was a wife, I was an executive coach, I was career counselor, common denominator and all of that was me. And so really continually knowing who am I at my core helped me to be able to handle or positively embrace my mindset. Because when we think of what messes us up in mindset, it's like comparisons with other people, comparisons in our culture or particular cultural robes we're supposed to put on. Those actually become less important when I think when I really figured out who I was and the real me, if you want to call it that. And it was a long process. It was not something that came easily to me in my early 20s, most definitely, and even into my 30s. So I think that's something that I wished now, I wish I had had a better handle on, but uh, yet I know now, once we accept who we are and understand who we are, mindset is, is manageable. It's almost something that needs to be taught in high school. I agree, I totally agree, you know. It's that question, you know, I, I was sitting at a, a dinner table not that long ago and my 15-year-old, it was my 15-year-old granddaughter's birthday, and someone at the table asked her, what does she want to be when she grows up? And, you know, what does a 15-year-old know? I mean, I think of myself, I had no idea. It's always something very grand, whatever it is. But we get to a point where we don't ask that question, what do I want to be when I grow up? And, and yet, it, it's not even what do I want to be, it's who am I? Who am I today? Who do I want to be when I'm 60 years old or whatever the case might be? So I agree with you, Cindy. It should be taught. It should be taught from, we're all about it with little kids. You know, you are who you are and celebrate you and all of that. And somehow junior high happens and it, that goes away, you know. It's so I agree with you wholeheartedly. I don't know if I answered your question, though. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Mindset? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what you're really saying is mindset starts with who we are mm -hmm. as an individual. Mm -hmm. I think knowing who we are, really who we are, not the roles we play, but really who we are, helps us to manage our mindset. 
because mindset, I think, is it, it's everything. And athletics is a very good comparison. Mindset, if you come in with this idea that you're going to lose the race, whatever the race is, you, you will lose the race. And so mindset is super important throughout all our life. But how we manage it is so much easier if we have that internal compass of knowing who we are. Um, and therefore, we can we can talk back to ourselves and say, "Stop saying that." You know, you're not going to lose the race. <laughs> you know, let's let's get on a positive path here. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, it's that self awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Cindy. It's true. All right. Thank you so much, Sherry. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, I listened to your podcast episode this morning. What Paris taught me and the bra <laughs> changed my mindset. <laughs> and I loved that title. So I was yeah. like, I have got to check this out. Oh, that's and funny. At, <laughs> and at one point you said, but ladies, why is it that in America, we women tend to say beautiful things for special occasions that usually involve gaining the appreciation of other people? We do it with our china, tablecloths, certain outfits, and definitely our lingerie. Isn't our own appreciation enough? And that really struck me, Sherry, because with the COVID-19 going on, I haven't really gone a lot of places since March. Mm. And I wear Coco Chanel perfume. Mm. And I, haven't, I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've worn it since March, because I'm like, oh, I'm not going out. I don't want to wear my good perfume. Mm-hmm. Well, I want you to know I, when I heard that, I went right into my bedroom, <laughs> got my perfume out and sprayed it all I over. I love it. Oh, I love it, Cindy. But that's, that's the whole point is if we're not worthy, just us all by ourselves aren't worthy of that perfume or that bra, what is the point? Exactly. So I I did want, if you would, Mm -hmm. um, to talk about that episode a little bit in in terms of why Paris? Yes, Paris, you know, and I think I said in the episode that in the very beginning, when uh, it was right after my divorce, I started to go to Paris. And it was first once a year, and then it was twice a year, and then it was for longer time periods. And people would always say, you know, why, Sherry? Why are you going back to Paris? I mean, there's other places in the world. And uh, definitely, but I said, I like the woman I am when I'm in Paris. Something happened to me in Paris. I think it was spiritual. I think it was some sort of divine intervention from the standpoint that it helped me to see that my life wasn't over. That part of me that you know needed and wanted love, the part of me that wanted to feel like a woman, wanted to feel romantic, wanted to be special. I felt like, when before I went to Paris, I felt like that was really past, all in the past. And that what was in front of me was doing, just doing things, whether it was my job or being a mother or being a grandmother. But all of that that kind of beautiful, I don't know, emotions that we have that we sometimes keep in a little box with a ribbon on it were gone 
something happened. I was on a boat. I was getting a, having a tour, believe it or not. And I looked out onto one of the bridges that we were going under. And it was like the, this sounds very strange, but it was like the angels were talking to me and said, it's not over. It's time for you to love yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, Sherry, no one else is going to. And, and aren't you enough? Even if it's just you for the, you know, the remainder of your life, isn't that enough? And something shifted. It was all of a sudden, you know, and I talked about going to Madame Cadol's and, you know, having the couture bra made and all of that. And I'm telling you, when I wear that underneath, no matter what it is that I'm wearing, but if I know it's there and it's against my skin, it makes me feel special. It makes me feel like I've loved myself or I do love myself. And Paris just reinforces that all the time. So in the beginning, when I'd go back, it was sort of like a refresher course. And now I like the woman I am wherever I am because Paris taught me really to love the woman I am, regardless of my age, my my wrinkles, my imperfections here and there. Let me tell you, there's lots of them but to love me no matter where I am. So I keep going back. I've also found community in Paris that I thought was really special, a group of women who all run their own businesses, smaller businesses that they've started, some of them after raising children, some of them have just continued as they have moved to Paris. So, so there's it's kind of all about love. It's a city of love and a city of light. And I, I think I relate to those as loving me and the shining, shining the light on me or opening my eyes to the light, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's, I, I say Paris healed me. Weird. <laughs> I, I love I love that story. I love that um, podcast episode. And when I, I was telling a friend of mine that I was going to be interviewing you and that you lived part of your time in the United States and part of your time in, in Paris, she was like, what? Really? People can do that? Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> here's proof. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and I'm not a resident of France and uh, I, I don't have dual citizenship and really don't intend to have dual citizenship. So you just manage it. And yes, there's all these rules as to how many days you can spend in Paris consecutively and then also in the year so that you do not become a quote unquote fiscal resident. Yeah, it is manageable. It, you know, and it, what's so interesting is that I think initially I, I was like, but what about my children? What about my grandchildren? What if I'm not around all the time? What does that mean? How is that going to affect our relationships? And, and actually, I think it's improved the relationships, if that makes any sense, because I'm showing my granddaughters are most curious. And I think there's something about being a role model for honoring yourself and your own interests and wants and needs, regardless of your age. There's a lesson in there somewhere, I think for my granddaughters especially, who are so curious about my life in Paris and how I manage it all. And, and absence does make the heart grow fonder. So when I come back, they like me more. 
Well, Shay, I think it's 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 a way of modeling, you know, what a woman can do in the world to your to your grandchildren. Absolutely. And that you don't have to have, you know, in my case, I, I never married again. You don't have to have a partner to to do something that makes your heart sing. You don't have to, you know, do the traditional grandmother or mother or woman of 60 type activities. You can do do what makes you happy and and then look out world. Um, and I think I think it's refreshing. Um, I think the kids are all enamored with the idea that, oh, my God, I have a grandmother who lives half the year in, in France and the other half in the United States. So you're the cool grandma. Whoa, I don't know about that. <laughs> Interesting, maybe. <laughs> so now you have um, you have your weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing your podcast now? Oh, gosh, uh, you announced, uh, is this episode 37, 36 for you? Episode 37. 37. I was so impressed. I am at episode 12. Uh, about, what, three, four months ago, I decided I was going to do a weekly podcast, partially because, as you well know, it's a way to get our name out and for people to get comfortable with us because we're both coaches I want to say almost intimate relationship, even though it's on the phone and it's it's a helping role and people have to be comfortable with you. And so I really looked at it from a business perspective and thought this would be a great way for people to get comfortable with me and decide whether or not I was the right coach for them. Plus, if you're like me, if you can see people or hear people, there's there's a different kind of connection than if you're just reading something that they wrote. Um, so I took the plunge and I have, I have thoroughly, I have to say this, enjoyed the podcast doing it, I think, and you could probably agree with me on this. It has actually fueled my creativity because it's really an opportunity to come up with what is this week's topic going to be. Now you interview people, which I, I haven't gotten to that point. So I'm speaking from my own perspective, but it really it really has fueled my writing creativity, my me- my message creativity, and it, and it kind of circles back to that whole concept of knowing yourself, the real you. What matters to me? What is it that I want to speak about this particular week? So I love it. I really have. I, I hope to, I think it's a commitment. It was a huge commitment. You can relate to this, to myself that I am going to do this every week, which I had not done before. And uh, yeah, so now I'm accountable to an audience larger than just myself when I say I promise to do it once a week. I love it. I think it's really fun. Well, congratulations on having 12 because, I mean, that is a, a huge milestone because, you know, I think sometimes people get started and they realize, oh, my gosh, this is a lot of work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having 12, congratulations, and, and, they're, and they're fantastic. Well, they're fun. <laughs> and, and I can attest to the, the creativity, because I feel, as I'm thinking about the guests that I want to interview, and why I want to interview them, and, you know, writing things, 
Yeah, I, I just feel very creative. It, you know, create, creativity doesn't have to be whether you're writing a book or, you know, you're painting. Right. I mean, creativity right. is in so many different forms. It is. Creativity of thought, create, creative ways. You and I were talking about your niche of grief earlier and, and just how all these different connections into different kinds of grief and all of that. The, that doesn't necessarily happen all those ideas don't necessarily happen at least this for me if I just come up with writing something every week versus or writing something once a month I lose those connections I lose those creative connections between ideas where podcasts if you force yourself to do it it's like everything if you force yourself and commit to doing it suddenly everything kind of falls in place around it it's it's interesting. You had big one aha moment since you've started podcasting. Well, the first one is how I thought I was technologically rather okay. <laughs> now I realized I'm not. <laughs> um, the, the audio was one thing. The audio I could handle. Um, it's now I'm doing them in video format also, and. Um, so, so that's kind of minor from the standpoint that technology is constantly changing and different ways to do it. And, you know, unless we have studios in our homes, you know, how do we do it? And we both wear glasses. You know, how do we do it that um, somebody can see us actually or see our eyes if we want to say, say it that way. But what I, th I think the biggest aha for me was really recognizing that I had a voice, that there was a real message there. It sounds kind of strange, but that I could connect with what was important to me that week, that I wanted to share it with whomever is listening to my podcast. And so often prior to that, maybe some of your listeners can relate. We have thoughts, but we don't really think anyone is interested in them. We sit there in isolation with those thoughts and then we put it aside or forget about it or whatever it might be. But there's something clarifying about putting those thoughts into, you know, obviously a script or some sort of a podcast format and sharing it with people and then in having people engage just like you did. He said, you listened to it and you were like, wow, you know, I need to put on my perfume this morning. Why not? There's something about that that is the human connection that the podcast has created, which I didn't even know was missing in my life. That That's a huge aha, quite frankly. That you've got a voice and a message to share with the world. Yeah. And also that... Uh, by doing so, how does that change you when you share that message? You don't keep it hidden. You don't keep it inside of yourself. And, uh, you know, that you kind of build that bravery muscle to say, oh, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about my, my couture bra, <laughs> you know, or I'm going to talk about courage or connection or fearlessness or stretching ourselves or whatever it is. Yeah, it, it builds up a bravery muscle, which I think we all have to work on. 
And Sherry, I just wanted to say, you know, I so admire you doing the solo shows because as you mentioned, I'm doing the interviews Mm -hmm. and I have not done a solo show yet. So that's going to be my, you know, next stretching point, so to speak. I love that. I absolutely love that. Try it. I mean, I think you, you might find you're going to, you know, sprinkle in uh, interviews with others and there may even be more of Cindy coming through. So yeah, absolutely. Go for it. <laughs> so Sherry, can you give us, we were talking about stretching. Mm. Can you give us, you know, three, four tips on stretching into our lives? Yes. And actually I did a podcast on this and I talked about how, Stretching in our lives is similar to stretching our muscles. You know, like each day as we all go through the motions of stretching, it doesn't feel like much. It really doesn't feel like anything's happening, quite frankly. And then maybe you go on vacation or life gets really busy and suddenly you don't stretch and you realize, oh my God, I'm so tight. My back hurts, my legs hurt, whatever it might be. And I've tightened up. Well, I think it's the same for us in life. It's a little bit all the time, every day almost, to kind of keep us flexible, to keep us in the mindset again, back to mindset, but in that mindset of, oh, I wonder what that's like, or maybe I should try that, or maybe I can do that, or I'm going to explore that, whatever it might be. And I think, you know, Oh, gosh, I saw some television show years ago that was an interview with a couple of old actors that were like close to, uh, I don't, they were in their 90s. They were close to 100. And they talked about the most important thing they did for their bodies was stretching. And I think there's, there's, uh, you know, it's kind of a metaphor for life that as we go through the different seasons of life, and certainly whatever those later seasons are, we need to stretch more not just our bodies, but our perspectives, our mindsets, everything. So I think, number one, ask yourself, if this feels easy, it isn't a stretch. Mm, Love that. You know, it's like, oh, gosh, I did that. I did that. So if you write down your accomplishments for the week, let's say, my, my checkoffs for the week, and all of them were easy, I didn't stretch. And I think that's something really to think about. If you if it makes you nervous, uncomfortable, maybe even a little bit of pain, if we, we equate it to physical stretching, it's a stretch, and it's it's whatever you can do. That's the uh, that's probably the third or fourth uh, tip that I have is don't make your stretches reflect somebody else's stretches because we're all different. So you decide, and the only way you know that is to connect with your feelings inside. So for instance, you've, you've done 37 podcasts. I've only done 12. For me, it was terrifying in the beginning. Absolutely. I thought, oh my goodness, how am I ever going to do this? This, this is nerve wracking. What if, you know, no one listens or, you know, people, I get negative feedback or whatever, where for somebody else, yourself included, or even someone who's on their 200th podcast, podcasts are like easy peasy. So they have to, they have to find something else to stretch them. But that was my stretch. 
Um, so don't, again, make whatever it is that you've got on your list kind of, of things that you want to do that are a little bit uncomfortable. Make sure that it's what you want, that it's relevant to you, that it's not mirror, mirroring somebody else. I really, I really think stretches, just again, if we use the metaphor of our, our own bodies, doing a little bit all the time, every week makes a cumulative huge difference you know you and I talked about our coaching training and how we thought we were going to come out of coaching training and you know just win the race and grow the business and it was going to be this huge thing and yet it wasn't for either one of us it, it's slow it's a slow steady process so it's a long long race not a not a short race and accepting that that it's, it doesn't mean it, if you don't win the race or, or you don't set yourself up to be, to stretch yourself to something absolutely huge that you are not going to accomplish or be able to accomplish might just mean that that stretch was too much. So go backwards and ask yourself, let me take it in smaller steps. Let me chunk it. You don't make a five course meal the first time you cook. This is the way I look at it. And the other, the other piece, though, that I would say, and I think because here we are in December, which is really important for us, we all do these New Year's resolutions and all of this for the coming year, 2021. So I want you to switch it up, really, and think about what, what would be, what are going to be my stretches in 2021, and then break it down what's going to be my stretch in January that leads me to that big stretch I want to see by the end of 2021. And last, I think, you know, I think we need support. You know, it's, I think stretching all by yourself is really hard. And uh, I don't think the support is necessarily going to come from your family. Um, you need support outside of your family because stretching usually involves change of some kind. And um, sometimes family's not really supportive of change, of your change. They like you just how you are. So find support, whether it's a girlfriend, whether it's a, a group of people, some sort of a mastermind group or a group of other like-minded women who are all pushing for something. Not, not necessarily the same, but something. Sherry, I appreciate you going through those. And those all totally resonated with me because I can definitely remember being, you know, in my 20s and it was all or nothing, mm -hmm. you yep. know, and totally. you and it and I like when you were saying about breaking it down, because mm -hmm. sometimes it's not going to be that. And I'm just going to use a diet here as an example. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to be strict and I'm not going to fall off the wagon and I'm going to do this. But if then, if I did fall off, that was like, oops, that's it. I'm not doing that anymore. Right. Right. Have to take step by step. Yeah. Yeah. And how to, and that's where support can really help Cindy is, is a diet is a great way to look at it. If I, if I, my, my 
goal is to never eat sugar again. And suddenly I have, you know, cupcakes or brownies or whatever. So I give up the whole diet. That's where going back and really getting some support and having support in place that says, you know, that was one time, you know, you get up, it's like a, a baby learning to walk, you know, how many times do they fall down before, how many times do they cry before they actually get up and walk across the room? And we have to, we have to love ourselves enough to be able to say that, okay, I had, I, I fell down. I, I didn't, I didn't uphold my plan or I didn't skip the sugar or whatever, but that doesn't mean it all is lost. We're not throwing away the whole person because I had one or the whole goal, so to speak, because I had one failing. So exactly. And speaking of love, when do you feel the most connection to love? Saw that question ahead of time. And it really made me think, actually, Cindy, it's a great question. I think there are many kinds of love, I guess. But the, I think the the walks that I do, I, I take walks typically every day or every other day. And I call them my conversations with God because I usually am talking. My neighbors probably think I'm nuts. <laughs> but I usually am talking. But I'm talking to God. And I'm asking for, this sounds maybe a little out there, but asking for support, asking for guidance. And I think that's my connection with myself in a, in a more spiritual way. The other place probably I feel most, more, the most connection or love is when I'm sitting at my dinner table and I have a group of friends or family around my table because I love to cook and my way of sharing what I love is to have them at my table and not at my table for a quick meal. I mean, at my table where we sit and talk about life, regardless of the ages at the table or, you know, what might be there. All the devices are put aside and it's about sharing the food and the experience of being together. So those are my two favorite actually places or, or activities where I feel the most connection and the most love. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Have you read or listened to anything recently that's inspired you? Oh, gosh. Yes. I, I, was, I started reading a book about two weeks ago. Um, the book is titled Growing Young. And it's by a woman, I'm going to mess with her name, I think, Marta Zaraska, Z-A-R-A-S-K-A. And um, the book is how friendship, optimism, and kindness can help you live to 100. And I, the book is, is about aging and kind of the stats of, um, you know, exercise versus connection with people. And I started to look at it from the standpoint of how that relates to your last question, how connection with people is so, so important for us, both you know, internal, how do, how do we exist? How do we comfort ourselves? All of that, as well as, you know, love, what is, what is love about? How do we love ourselves? How do, how we love other people and why as humans, 
we need connections. And during COVID, maybe it's more apparent. But I, but also, I looked at it from the standpoint, I have an empty nest. My children are grown, obviously. Um, I'm not married. And so I live alone. And I'm also an introvert. And it's very easy. All my hobbies are things I can do by myself. But why I need to continue, again, stretch myself to make more connections and why are connections so important. Um, I loved the book. The book was really interesting and fun, regardless of your age. <laughs> you know, it's I'll, I will look for that book because it's so interesting that the next episode that I'm going to be putting out is I interviewed someone and we were talking about friendship mm. and how important friendship is, mm -hmm. you know, throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. Well, and also that all different kinds of friends are needed. You know, I always say there are the deep divers and then there are the, the water skiers. And we need the water skiers as much as we need the deep sea divers, you know. Regardless, look at you and I are connecting now. And we probably met very briefly at a workshop where there were probably hundreds of people present. I don't know. 10 years ago, something of that order. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and here we are. So we were water skiers and now we're deep sea divers. <laughs> so <laughs> I love I love that expression. Ooh. It's great as a, as a way of looking at those friendships that are very brief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then those that you have and that are very deep and you've had mm -hmm. for 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that we need both kinds, you know, and we need them also. What I realized when I read this book and kind of related it to the women that I coach, we need those relationships outside of family. We need connections outside of family because, again, within family, you tend to get, you know, pegged into a particular role and therefore really search for connections outside of your family because we need them. And, and we need them separate and separate of our role within a family or within a particular system, if you want to call it that. I totally agree with that. My partner is the sweetest person in the entire world. Mm. And he will do anything to support me and, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish with the podcast and, and coaching. Wonderful. But in saying that, since he's not in that world, mm -hmm. so to speak, the coaching world, you know, I do need friends that are in the coaching mm -hmm. world to mm -hmm. kind of bounce things off of. Right. So, so, you know, even if you have someone that's supporting you, you still need those outside friendships. You really do. And, and you need someone that holds you accountable and you certainly don't want it to be a partner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no <Exactly>. way. <laughs> well, Sherry, honestly, I have loved this conversation so much. What is happening in 2021? Oh, I've got a couple of exciting things. One of them you mentioned, um, and that is I have a course coming out in early 2021. It's called Mindset to Joie de Vie. It's, it's, uh, six, seven weeks. It's kind of in the uh, planning stages right now. You can go to my website 
at sherryharmel.com and get on the wait list to hear more about the course when it's coming out. I would expect somewhere around February. That is really about how to use your naturalness, um, if we want to call mindset, uh, how do I back into this? There are aspects of our mindset that come natural to us, like being right-handed or left-handed. Um, some people are naturally more courageous or fearless, and some people are a little more cautious and think things through. So the course is about how to identify what is your innate mindset and then how to build upon that so that it supports you to create that joy of life that you absolutely and everyone should have in their life. So the course, though, is not just an online course. It will be weekly coaching calls, uh, small group coaching calls, because I'm one of those people that likes to see people. And, and truly, if you give me something to do online and it's six weeks long by week one and a half, I'm, I've like checked out. So I absolutely feel as though it, there's got to be that kind of coaching, regular coaching as they move through the course. I also have a new platform that is going to be coming out sometime in early 2021. Super exciting. I can't say too much yet other than subscribe on my website and then you'll be the first to really know when it's announced. And it, it's going to be kind of an outside the box idea. So uh, hopefully it'll be of interest to people and very fun. I'm looking forward to it. So thank oh, you for asking. That sounds really exciting and intriguing. <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> so my last question is, if you could turn back time mm -hmm. and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her about the season of life that you're in right now? Wow. Well, first I have to share that when I was 18 years old, I um, was a birth mother. I was a pregnant teenager. So the first thing I would tell her is that you will find your son and that you will know and love each other. It's, it's not a forever loss. Um, and that's pretty, pretty um, deep probably for this conversation. But I think what's, what kind of spins off of it is I would tell her to really love yourself and don't let yourself be distracted by trying to gain the love of unlovable people uh, or people who are incapable of loving you back. Um, stay focused on yourself. Figure out what makes you happy. Figure out what you're good at and then put all of your focus on that because you're amazing. I, I, I think at 18, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear you're amazing. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And you are amazing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Cindy. So again, thank you for being on the podcast. I will put all the links in the show notes. And thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. It was beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. We'll have to do it again. Uh, Absolutely. I'll we'll have to get brave and have you on my side. Ooh, okay. <laughs> we'll do it. Okay, Cindy. Take care. Thank you. 
You've been listening to this week's episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life and my conversation with Sherry Harmel. I loved when Sherry talked about how it's not enough to stretch our bodies, but we also have to stretch our perspectives and mindsets. Sherry has encouraged me to stretch by doing solo podcasts, so stay tuned in for that. If you haven't already, please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can reach me via the website, CynthiaMacMillan.com, or to ask a question, simply email me at Cindy at CynthiaMacMillan.com. I want to hear from you. How are you going to stretch this week? Until next time, live inspired.